What a weekend in the National Football League. Wow. And to make sense of both of those games, the guts and the toughness of Patrick Mahomes, the bad luck of the Niners, the dominance of the Eagles, the heartbreak of the Bengals, we're going to go to our friend Ross Tucker, who is the host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. You can check it out on social media. It's easy. Just go to Ross's Twitter handle, at Ross Tucker NFL. We'll also get into it in a little bit here. The perfect Valentine's Day gift that Ross can help you with. Uh, Ross, what a uh, what a day of football, man! It was. I mean, uh, the first game was something I can't ever recall seeing, where you had a team that literally did not have a quarterback capable of throwing a forward pass. I mean, I've never seen that before. I don't know that I'll ever see it again. And then the nightcap was awesome, way better to have a game that was that competitive, came down to the end. Although even that one, you know, Bill, I, I would have preferred it wasn't like a game-clinching, unnecessary roughness penalty. You know what I mean? Like a, a game-clinching hit out of bounds. I'd rather like – I would have rather seen Mahomes – I mean, you know, Mahomes had to scramble, so he deserves the credit for it. But I don't know. I think I, I thought we were going overtime. I did too. Ross Tucker here on the show. Ross, let's – Let's talk about that play. Like, I, I don't blame the player per se because I didn't play the game, let alone at that level. But it just, I, I have sympathy for him because he's true. He's obviously, tr- it's a bang bang play. He can't do it. It's, it's clearly by the rules a penalty. What is the reaction in that locker room like for Joseph Asai? What, what's the, you've been in the locker room. What is the vibe like toward a guy who, in effect, cost his team not just a season, but a, but a, a shot at the Super Bowl? Um, I would say extremely supportive. You know, he's 22. He actually had, I think on some level, Bill, it depends on what they already think of him, right? Yeah. If he's already a, a well-regarded guy and they really like him, then extremely supportive. If, for whatever reasons that I would not be privy to, if they're not as much of a fan of his, well, then that's a different situation. But he played a great game. Yeah, you know, I don't even know if the Bengals – are in that moment without him playing as well as he did. And I also think, you know, it's really easy for us, and especially people that never played, I don't think they realize he's like 260 pounds. He's running as fast as he can. It's like a blur out there. He's looking at Mahomes trying to get there and to stop him from getting the first down. I just don't think sometimes these guys are as conscious of where they are on the field or where that out-of-bounds line is as people think. You know, it's very close between still running down the sideline and getting the first down and being out-of-bounds. It was a good call. They had to call it. He did it. And I, I personally – I felt awful, Bill. I mean, just watching the shots of him on CBS with his chest heaving, I mean, you could just tell he was, uh, like, it almost looked like he was having convulsions on the sideline there. I just felt awful, awful for him. I'm with you. I I know why you have to call it. I understand why the officials made the right call. But to everything you said, Ross, I just, it's, it's a big dude at full speed, on a play where it feels like the season's on the line and people are going to win or lose that game in the margins. I just, I feel so bad for the dude, man. It's just, life isn't always fair, right? Just sometimes stuff happens. That's exactly right. And, 
you know, I, I'll tell you, I'll share a story with you, Bill. My second year in the NFL, I got cut midway through the year by uh, Washington. I got picked up the next day on waivers by the Cowboys, but I tell you that just so you know, I had already been fired once, right? I'm 23 years old. I'm starting at left guard for the Cowboys. We're playing the 49ers. It's like third and one maybe, and I get stuffed. And we have the lead. We have the lead in the game. Maybe like we're up by five or six. I get stuffed by Dana Stubblefield. He makes the tackle. Our kicker comes in, misses the kick. Jeff Garcia throws the ball to T.O. like two or three times in a row for a Niners touchdown as the clock expires and we lose. And I, I was like apoplectic, man. I mean, I, I called my girlfriend, who's my wife now, and my parents probably three or four times each between – Six o'clock and uh, three a.m. Didn't really sleep a wink. I watched all the local news channels, and I waited for the sports. You know, the two minutes talking sports because back then there wasn't like, you know, all sports channels as much. I was that nervous that they were blaming me for the loss, and I was wondering if they were blaming me for the loss. And I wanted to see the play. I wanted to see what I did wrong. I finally at like 4 a.m. just went to the facility because I couldn't oh. sleep and I wanted to watch the play just to see. And I looked at it and I was like, you know what? I wouldn't really have done anything differently. I, I was at the point of attack. It was a one-on-one block. I, I did the right footwork. I did the right stuff with my hands. Um, but I just point that out because that's why I never want a guy to feel like he's the reason they lost the game for the team. That is, you know, I know it's easy for a fan to say, oh, who cares? That That is a real mental health issue if you feel like you let down everybody else in the locker room, everybody else in the organization, and really an entire community. I, I believe it. I mean, I can't even imagine the stress. Ross Tucker here on, here on the show Ross, on the other side of that play, right, on the other side of that equation is, is Patrick Mahomes scrambling for those, what, I think, four or five yards on a bum ankle, uh, drawing that penalty. What did you make from a toughness perspective? Again, if you can cut through the hyperbole, it, are you as impressed with Mahomes' ability to overcome whatever pain he was feeling the way that guys and folks that didn't play football were over the course of the last 12 hours or so? I thought yesterday was huge for his legacy. Huge. You know, there's a big difference between going to the Super Bowl three times in four years versus being 0-4 against Burrow and the Bengals. Huge difference. And then it's the way he did it. You know, Bill, I was picking the Bengals on every show I went on last week because I thought he's not going to be able to be himself. He's not going to be able to be the full Mahomes. And without that, the Bengals are going to be able to have a good plan for him. They're not going to be able to score as much. The Bengals are going to win. To play the way he did, he was clearly in pain. You know, I mean, you could tell after a couple of those plays where he was hopping or whatever, to gut it out, play the way that he did, 
I mean, I, I don't have like a ranking of Mahomes games up there, but <laughs> got to be top two or three for me. I'm extremely impressed. I think he's the best player in the sport, and I don't think it's a small margin. Burrow's great. Josh Allen's great. You know, Hurts had a good year, but uh, had a great year. But Mahomes is just special, and I, and I really do believe if you ask, you know, the other 28 GMs or whatever around the league, if you could have any of those guys, I, I think almost all of them would take Mahomes. I'm talking to talking to Ross Tucker here on the show. Ross, when you um, when you look at going to the the uglier game, Eagles Niners, I'm just going to thrust you into a not even an argument, just a conversation we had. To what degree? And I'm not taking anything away from the Eagles. They're obviously an extraordinary football team. I mean, Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, that defense, they are really good. But just to what extent do you feel like you have a sense of how the Eagles would have done had, had the Niners had a quarterback who, who who could throw the ball? Had they had Brock Purdy or better? Yeah, I mean. We'll never know, but, you know, I have a betting podcast, the Even Money podcast, and I can just tell you right now, the Eagles were already up 7 nothing, and they strip-sacked Purdy in Niners territory when he got hurt. So at that point, all I know for sure is that the Eagles would have been the heavy betting favorite, right? And then even after that, you know, I thought Josh Johnson did some positive things. And the Niners battled, and it was 7-7 with still two minutes left in the half. But those penalties, then the turnover, those 14 points in the last two minutes, I don't think, you know, it stunk for anybody at the game. You know, I was on sideline for Western 1. It stunk that the Niners didn't have a quarterback that could throw the ball. But I'm not sure anybody really thought when it was 21-7 at halftime that Josh Johnson and the Niners were coming back in that game anyway. And by the way, even when he did come out at the start of the second half, you know, they came out throwing. That O-line could not handle the Eagles' D-line. You know, the Niners' O-line is built to run. They are not built for obvious passing downs. And they were, like, getting taking turns getting beat up front. Uh, Ross Tucker here on, here on the show. Ross, if, if you're the Niners – or if Kyle Shanahan and the brass call you and they say, hey, Ross, what should we do at the quarterback position, given what feels like some uncertainty since he didn't get to really evaluate Brock Purdy in that game? What's, um, what's the advice? What, what's the best way forward for, for, for San Francisco? Yeah, I, I think it's a com- I would have a competition between Brock Purdy and Trey Lance. That's what I would do. I mean, I know some people say Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. And I think I'd be willing to consider those guys. But, man, those guys – well, Aaron Rodgers is ridiculously expensive. And Brady is not going to be cheap either. And Brady didn't play that great this year. You know, I mean, I don't know. Did Tom Brady play better in his games this year than Brock Purdy played in his? Brock Purdy will be making the second year minimum. Trey Lance is a guy you invested a lot in, and this would be a good opportunity to see what he can do. I, I, I am totally fine with staying the course with a Brock Purdy-Trey Lance competition. Who knows? You might be in the Super Bowl if Brock Purdy hadn't gotten hurt yesterday. All right, Ross. Um, before you help men everywhere not screw up Valentine's Day, which is a, unfortunately a writer, uh, well, me, yearly tradition, um, Give me a way too early, not enough information. I know we don't know what the injury status of a lot of guys is. Prediction. 
for Super Bowl 57. Which way, I think Chiefs opened as one-point favorites, if I saw that right this morning. Which um, which way are you leaning? I, I'm torn. I really am. I, I think the key is I need to know more about these injuries to the three receivers for the Chiefs, to Legereus Sneed. I can tell you, if you told me the Chiefs are fully healthy, I would lean Chiefs. But it feels like the Eagles are the healthier team, and the Eagles are just so good up front. I mean, they just mash people. So I think because of the injury factor, I will lean Eagles. But, man, it's a slight lead, and the game's two weeks away, so those guys all might be good or or good enough, at least, for that game. All right, Ross Tucker. Uh, public service announcement for everybody listening. Next week is going to be uh, Super Bowl week. It's Radio Row. There's going to be all this buzz. There's going to be all this excitement. There's going to be all these things going on, and the Super Bowl's going to roll around. What you don't want to do is miss the fact that Valentine's Day is happening in the same kind of timeline. Don't do what I usually do and just wake up on the on Valentine's Day and be like, oh, today's Valentine's Day. And I know you have, for folks, for dudes who don't want to pull a Bill Ryder and screw this thing up, you have a solution. Give it to us. I do. It's called MyFrontPageStory.com. I know I've told you about it before, Bill. It's amazing. I mean, you literally talk to one of their writers, professional writers, for five minutes about how amazing your significant other is. They write an unbelievable story. It's framed, has pictures of you and her together. Looks like it's on the cover of the newspaper. And to be able to say to her, I had a story written about you, that sounds, Bill, like you're the most romantic guy of all time. Like, just because they never heard of it, right? They don't even know it's a thing. So imagine them telling their sister or their mom or their friends, oh, yeah, Bill was able to get a story written about me. What? My husband would never do that for me. Yes, that's the type of husband I have. He gets a story written all about me and how great I am. That is amazing. And then when she reads the quotes, I don't know why, but reading the quotes in print of how much you care about her and how special she is, it just makes him cry every time. So go to myfrontpagestory.com, and I got a code for you, Bill. CBS10, so that's the the number 10. CBS10, you'll get 10% off if you go to myfrontpagestory.com. CBS10. Ross Tucker, I love it, buddy. Thank you for the football insight and analysis. Thank you for giving me and other dudes a path to the right Valentine's Day. As always, pal, appreciate you. Sounds great. See you.